you guys want to call me um i'm here today with a fellow crusader of mine actually uh we didn't really get to play that much together but you know he's uh he he he's he's on the part he's with the crusaders when i were you were you there during the infancy uh, infancy of it all kind of how it all started like no, no, no. I was playing for the Rovers uh, for my first two years. And then I switched to the Crusaders in 2018, I think. Summer of 2018. All right. Or fall right. of 2018. I forget which one it was. But yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm going on two years with the Crusaders right now. Um, I played against you. I know that. And I think we played a sevens tournament together or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely we. De- I think we um we did play against each other. Like, like I do remember vacantly, vividly seeing you on the field. Like, yeah, like, like, yo, like you were. Hey, this guy. Um, even though he always got his ass handed over by us, like, <laughs> like they, they were always really competitive games, and really like that was what made like the sport of rugby just such a great game it's like at the end of 80 fucking minutes of beating the shit out of each other it's just you know just business as usual go to the bar and have a great fucking time after hell yeah i mean <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean those good time i was there like you know in 2015 2016 sort of the infancy stages of it all um how i sort of joined the crusaders was um i was going through a really tough time honestly uh kind of was in a little bit of court trouble um 18 19 years old um kind of hung out with the wrong people took an illegal substance i wasn't supposed to and eh, let's just say i ended up um reaping the the benefits of it which were pretty negative but i would say that rugby came into a point of my a great life of, of motivation like you know you yeah. guys you guys really were there for me at a time yeah. that i think i needed it the most and you know, you mentioned that sevens tournament. Oh, thank God. We're going to go into that. But um, honestly, like, I really thank this team, the Crusaders, for doing everything they've done. So, you know, go into a little bit about yourself. You know, what do you do? Um, like, where you're from? Yeah, so uh, my name's Jonathan Torres. I'm 33 years old, uh, father of four. I grew up mostly between Cleveland, Florida, Puerto Rico. Um, it was a lot of back and forth moving. Uh, let's see, I'm a pipe fitter, uh, apprentice right now with the local 120. I started playing rugby, God, 2016, 2017, something like that. I was just getting out of the military myself. I did 11 years, uh, in wow, the Air thank Force. You for your service, by the way. No problem. And, uh, I was going through it myself pretty much. I, uh, I went from high speed mission oriented lifestyle to, I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my life. (laughs) Kind of just lost a little bit. Um, I was in a weird point where uh, I kind of missed having brotherhood, a mission, 
And then civilian life just is so different than the military. So it was a shock to me. Um, and uh, so then I met a guy named uh, Tom Nemeth. Oh, uh, Nemeth. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I met him at uh, Old School Iron. We were working out. We were talking. He was telling me he was in the military and yeah, all was. this other stuff. And he invited me to come out. At the time, he was still with the Rovers. Uh, Crusaders weren't a thing yet. Yeah. So probably the next year, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Because I, I had a job where I was always on the road. I was a conductor for the, for the railroad. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I need to, I need to do something. I'm just like. I was just down and out, like constantly angry. drinking it's a, a lot. Like you're a little angry, you know? It's like you got this. It's it's not that I think you're angry. It's just like all, like you even said about the high pace, high speed tactical missions. And, you know, yeah. like that lifestyle is pretty addictive. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You, you become a bit of a adrenaline junkie. And unfortunately, there's not many things uh, you can do that give you that high yeah, adrenaline. Right. You know? <laughs> I'm, I am a adrenaline junkie. Like, oh my <laughs> God. I like, all right. So, so he, I uh, did a little bit of research. You do, you were in security forces, which is, is exactly the same job that I picked. Um, yeah. So like, I'm a little nervous. Um, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do boot camp just fine. Lapland, Texas, all that good stuff. But like, that's a really good, that's a really nice perspective that you put in, in for somebody that's sort of getting into the same career field, like as I, I am, as yeah. I'm trying to make it like my full on career. So like, you know, thanks for the sort of like, I guess it's kind of important to know like what kind of lifestyle you're about to get yourself into, especially in the military. There's a lot of shit. Yeah. There. With uh, security forces though, there's like two different sides of security forces. So there's like, there's, they call it Nowadays, they call it like SECFO or SF, um, which is just being a cop. And that's just like normal cop duties. And then there's a whole nother side where you could be doing other things. So I fell into um, the side of the career field where I did base defense. So the time at the time that I joined, there was a, you know, you go through the academy and then at the end, they offer people to try out for like this the what unit was, the was uh, the, what was the what was the program called well the, the it was uh 820th uh security forces squadron now nowadays it's called 8 820th uh base defense squadron and uh basically you know like their job is outside the wire missions a lot of the times it's um when i was in we were attached to army units and we'd go out on convoys do route clearances, uh, do source meets with potential, you know, informants and stuff like that. So mostly everything that I did was outside the wire. I never guarded a gate or, um, oh, that, yeah, that's what I want to get into. Like not the gate guard. I don't want to be someone's bitch. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't mind. I mean, the one thing about like one of my friends, he's a gate guard. It's like the one thing that you can probably say that like you're a glorified dick. Uh, I mean, that's what, everybody, that's what well, you, if you have, if somebody gives you an attitude that day, it's like, oh no. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, there's always being a professional people yeah, aren't perfect all the time, but, um, you know, I just think it's a different tempo, you know, like, uh, when you're a cop on base or doing guard duty and stuff like that, you know, you're, you're required basically to be professional at all times, yeah, of course. you know, like, you know, the, 
play it by the book and it's kind of boring. I mean, you're doing 16 hour days usually because you have to show up early to arm up and then you're doing a 12 hour shift and then it's a bit different tempo. It's slower, but it's like endurance wise, it'll drain you because you're mentally just sitting there for you know hours upon hours a day well <laughs> versus yeah, I, I think that'd be awful honestly like, yeah i would be versus I, base I defense you'll be doing the 16 hour days too but you know you're it's high stress you're always on the lookout for something when you're stateside you're always training for a mission you know you don't know what the mission is but you're you're training up for it at all times so so you would say that when it comes to like motivation in the in the military especially it's it's, it's definitely a mindset uh I'm getting, I've gotten myself into that mindset and it has not like left. Like it all started with me, my recruiter, I'll go in and met up with my recruiter and everything. And he was like, yeah, bro, you got to lose 20 fucking pounds. I'm like, all right, do you guys have like a workout program? Like, you know how the Navy does, how the army does, how the Marines does. They're like, nah, your fat ass has got to figure it out yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn. But it, it really, it really sitting in that recruiting office really just gave me that, that little switch. It was like, a, it was that little switch that suddenly just turned the fuck on and yeah, um, no, I feel it. working hard. And, and, and I think living, like you say, that fast paced lifestyle is kind of like what I'm trying to get into. But the, I guess when it came to really, I guess you being in these high pressure situations where, you know, you have to always check your six, check your 12 and check your, um, you know, check your six, check your 12, check your nine and check your three. But um, how would you say that you were still motivated to sort of do 11 years? Because 11 years is a long time. Like, yeah. Uh, so a weird part of motivation is sometimes, sometimes motivation can come from a negative place. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not always positive. It's not always uh it's, you know, it's not always glamorous. Sometimes you know that there's a mission that needs to be done or something that needs to be done. And while, while you, you're tired and you want to give up, you know it's what you're good at and it's what you have to keep doing. I think for me, for the military, that's what it was until there really wasn't a war per se. I mean, technically there's still a war going on, but things slowed down within the military and mm -hmm. there's just a change. There was a, there came a point for me towards around, I'd say like nine years that I was in where I was just like, I need to get out. Cause it was, I joined when it was like full on war pace, um, very different, very different types of leadership. Oh, Things weren't so focused on like political correctness or. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I hate that Yeah. Word. So like now there's, you know, like, and that's fine. It's a good thing. That's just the change yeah, in the guard, really. I mean, it's only for the improvement, but unfortunately, sometimes it's hard to teach a old dog new tricks or yeah, for right. that old dog to feel that they're welcome. They don't want to feel like they're getting no smoked. Yeah. Back when I was in, we had this thing called getting smoked and it was like, if you fucked up something, you know, you paid the consequences because your sergeant was taking you outside and you were running, doing push-ups, you know, doing something. Um, and as I was getting out, that wasn't PC anymore. That wasn't good to do. You know, they wanted you to write paperwork and potentially leave a trail of uh, bad stuff on a person's profile when they're just starting their career. You know what I mean? So. It, it, it's just, it was different times. I realized that it wasn't for me anymore. And uh, it was hard for me to let go. Cause I was like, what 
what the hell else am I going to do with my life? <laughs> you know, like I spent, I joined when I was 17, left for boot camp right after turning 18. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I was turning 30. I was 29, about to turn 30. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the end of it. Like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? <laughs> You know, that's I, at 24 right now. That's how the fuck I feel. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm getting, I, I have a degree from John Carroll in business. That's as useful as, you know, have, that's, that's like having a vagina, you know, every girl has one, like, yeah. business degree, like, yeah, like, but it, it's like, I think it's trying to figure out what the fuck are we, what, what the fuck are we going to do? And I think that's the question when it comes to motivation. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do? No, I, I totally agree. And then, like, as I was saying earlier, like, getting out of the military, I was looking for something. I needed something. Like, I, I just didn't know. It was hard for my wife to, like, deal with me because my, my personality is, like, very, very intense at times. Yeah. I get very passionate about things. I get very committed to things. And, like, I'll just on a whim develop a new hobby, you know, and it's hard for her to keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm always looking for that, like, rush. I can't stick to it. I can't just stick to one thing. I, I just I want to yeah. do it all. Yeah, I switched probably, like, I switched jobs probably six times within, like, maybe two years just because I got bored so quickly. And I'm like, I just need to find something better. I need to find there's something for me out there. And then uh, I started playing rugby. and. I mean, the first day I was, the first practice I went to, I was addicted. I just oh, had to know everything about it. <laughs> tackle that you make in practice. It's like, okay, so the first practice I went to, um, it was tackling drills. Okay. Trucking drills. I left with bruises and scraped up. And I'm going to tell you, I... After, like, we went in the circle, you know. Oh, by the way, you you can call me Hermes. And I'm not talking about the god. I'm talking about the motherfucking elf. Like, yeah. He always fucked everything up and just... <laughs> he had a good heart, though. He had a good heart, I'll tell you that, man. Like, yeah. um, But, um, you know, we went around in the circle. And, you know, I think it was... I think it was either Nep Viviani or Strong Bro that gave me the nickname, the Hermes. And I didn't like it at first, but one of the old coaches that was there, Donnie, who honestly was a great, great guy. I love yeah. him. He really treated me with a lot of respect. And he was also really there. He, he showed my dad the most utmost respect and he was so respectful and really just good guy. Um, Fucking Randy. <laughs> yeah, fucking Randy. Yo, Randy <laughs> you suck. <laughs> yeah, Randy and I really kind of, he's a little fucking bulldog, bro. Like, he just, yeah. What the fuck? Like, yo, every time at the bar, I'm like, Randy, I will fight you. I do not give a shit. <laughs> he wants to fight me, but, and the, but the one thing that Randy, when he pulls me over, he, he always would, he'd always say, like, hey, I like you more than the other two players that were in there. There was a, two players that didn't really play rugby before they played football, but, um, yeah. you know, they, Randy liked me in the way that like I would listen. And I think in motivation, it's all about listening to suggestions and listening yeah. to 
to how you better improve yourself. And Randy also said that, like, I also like you because you're not afraid to fucking make the tackle or at least yeah. try to, you know? Even the attempt can just slow them down and somebody in the back can just catch them, you know? Like, and and it really kind of just kept, it kind of like that, those people, when I really were there for me, like there was a time and it was the, um, it was the rugby sevens tournament actually. And I, I had the alcohol, I had an alcohol bracelet on and, you know, like who, I, it was rugby. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised that like there wasn't a rugby player that had an alcohol bracelet. Um, yeah. I want to be the first one or the last, um, <laughs> but um. I went to the SIRS. I was a little concerned. They're like, you know, what if this thing breaks and shit, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, oh, sorry, dude. Since it's plastic, we can't have you playing because, like, you know, it'll hurt people. It could hurt people. I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that sucks. So, I, so, so I'm with IMS, right? We're at the front where the, you know, where the toilet, there's the porta potties, and we had our little stage right over there with our yeah. uh, with the merch and everything and you know i walked up to him and i said hey straight up man i'm like hey so since i can't play do you guys need any help because it is our tournament that we stole from you guys you know um yeah we stole from the rovers <laughs> and after that whole day the um i'm pulled me in the car where he tells me this listen dude everybody on this fucking team loves you for doing this today like you don't understand that like you're you really are like you really must love this team and i'm like damn right i fucking do um (laughs) and and really it just i i keep in contact with the guys i keep in contact with rutledge and everything and you know these are really special like it's so amazing that like how you it can influence a whole personality how it can change you from the core yeah man it's 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 wild i just i remember uh um just starting out did you did did you play any sports in the military no actually so really funny thing about me is uh i never really ever played a contact sport in my life before rugby um i kind of did like jujitsu for a while i was um that was really the closest to like contact i had ever done i'd never played football Uh, baseball was really the only sport i played growing up and i ran track that was like it so uh everyone in my family was very surprised when i started playing rugby they were like you're going from never like hitting anyone to you you know like you're running into people with uh, no pads like what the hell what's wrong with you and I think it was just like the mindset change for me I I I never realized I don't think I ever realized how much you know uh I my mind toughened up while I was in the military I was always like a very soft-spoken kid like growing up and along the way I became like more outgoing and stuff like that I, I got a confidence about me And then, you know, like all the things I experienced, I think it allowed me to be able to, you know, go into a sport like rugby and not fully feel that fear to not like, I mean, you know how it is like standing there, you know, as a back and a freaking 275 pound prop is running right at you and you, you have to take him down. Like you have to at least try to stop him. You know what I mean? Like it it takes balls like if you 
if you hesitate for that one second, you're getting ran the fuck over and there's no stopping it. Or you can say, fuck it. I'm going to throw a shoulder into this guy and see what the hell happens. And, you know, like even to this day in, in games, I find myself, you know, having that, I call it the pucker moment where like yeah. you realize that big dude's running at you and your asshole puckers up and yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? Well, you're either going to hit him. A picture of me tackling a big guy and that's the exact look on my face. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it's so the big guy is easier than a little guy honestly i like the big guys they go down easier i don't give a fuck i can like <laughs> easily like there was a game in buffalo it was my first ever tackle against buffalo it was a six foot two i think he was like 280 of this beer like it was 280 pounds of beer and yeah you know, dude we were just right on the try line this dude thought he could run through me. I get on his, I, I get underneath him. I did exactly what Randy told me to do was to just, you know, wrap my arms around and just push forward and, with, and run it in with my shoulder. Bro, that, that was supposed to be a try. This guy literally was looked at me and was like, I'm going to fucking run you over. And I said, fuck you. <laughs> I swiped the ball out and I ran and then I got tackled. But still, it, it, it just was that first real contact. I never played a contact sport either. Like, I wasn't yeah. soccer. I was soccer. I wasn't a real physical game. And like you said, like, I, my parents, I don't think my parents were necessarily surprised. It was just like, what, like, what is rugby? Yeah. I, my mom would never go to the games because she was always afraid of me getting hurt. But my dad, on the other hand, would come to every single one of my games and support the hell out of me. I wasn't the best player on the team. I I got minutes. Yeah. On, on D3, and you know, but it was just for somebody to even come in and just, like, I even get minutes. Like, you know, like, everything about practice is about everything having to be earned. And that's something about motivation is that it's, yeah. it's, it's earned. And yeah. It, nothing in life is ever given to you. You have to work hard. And exactly. Finding that 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 strength that comes within you is, is what kind of keeps you going. And you know, I'm I really do love the sport because it you know there's people like you. There's there's Rutledge. I have a really good friend. If you've ever heard of the name Marcus Tapula. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. NBC. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's a fucking freak. Um, great guy, super swell guy, and um, so I. <laughs> So now moving on to another topic. So you yourself have actually started a Cleveland rugby league. No, 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 no. Uh, so you, you're working with them. I mean, yes, yes, yes. So my friend, uh, Monte Gaddis, um, he was, um, he tried out for, uh, a rugby league team out in Toronto. It was a, it's North America's first, um, professional rugby league team and competing in the super league and uh he he went he got through that ended up going overseas to play rugby league came back i've always wanted to play rugby league um i've always been fascinated by it the rules are different and what's really crazy is when i started looking up rugby the first videos i ever saw of rugby were rugby league videos so that's like part of what sold me on the interest of the sport and then when i 
like started learning, you know, union rules, I was like, wait, this is so different than what I've been watching on, you know, like YouTube and stuff like that. And I was like, so confused. I was like, why and, are they tackling um, each other? Like, wait, like, like in league, you can't get tackled the shit out of, but in union, it's like, like you, you get the touch and you get hit, but like it immediately just restarts. Yeah. Uh, so the game of league is actually like quicker pace. Uh, so like after tackles, there's no rucks, uh, there's yeah. no line outs. Um, while you can contest a scrum, usually uh, it kind of goes mostly untested. Uh, and the game, the pace of the game is like ridiculously, ridiculously faster. Yeah. I can last a full 80 minutes playing union. Uh, yeah. I struggled. I struggled to make it to the second half with uh, my uh, when I played rugby league and um, but it, it's a great sport. Both sports are, you know, it's like, it's like the NFL and XFL. They're both, they're both football, but you know, there's, it's just a little different. That's like the best way to describe it. I personally love the rules of um, rugby league. It's my, it's my favorite of the two. That doesn't mean I care less, you know, like I don't yeah, care yeah, for you or anything like that. Like me and soccer. I love soccer, but I also love futsal, which is like indoor soccer. Yeah. More passing quickly, more movements, lateral movements, more cuts rather than like a widespread out field. And either way, it's not just it's non-discriminated. Yeah. But so like Mont, like I was saying, Monte is uh, the founder of the team and that. And, uh, you know, when I heard about him. Um, I met up with them on Instagram, linked up with them. We started talking uh, and we both just have like the same dream basically. And it's, you know, it's like, I support his passion. I want to see, you know, this team succeed and I have the opportunity, you know, and the voice to be able to help him out. And um, I love playing with the team. It's a great group of guys, very, very eclectic group of skills. Um, it's just, it's fun, man. We, we have touch sessions and it's literally some of the best fun I've ever had playing rugby. And, uh, we played a, an actual match back in the fall against, uh, Nova. That was really cool. Actually. Like it's, it's yeah. Yeah, man. It was a blast. Let me tell you, I, I don't know. I was, I was like, it's the most intense game I had ever played and I I loved every minute of it well most intense aside from uh Rovers versus fucking Crusaders match that gets pretty intense it's never not that game that that game (laughs) doesn't end up in a fist fight then clearly weren't playing hard enough (laughs) yeah that one my first time playing as a Crusader against the Rovers I was like oh so this is what it's like really what it so this is this is so like you you it's like we're poaching you guys from that team like like I mean I mean I love the I love the it, it's funny because like you know the West Side Rovers have gone back since like the seventies and yet yeah you know there's a strong lineage of of people in in rugby that's sort of this the Rovers really were like like one of the first ever teams to ever really start in Cleveland yeah pretty much yeah pretty much it's like the founding father of like rugby in Cleveland yeah. Um, you know, it was West, there was East Side, and then there was West Side, and then they merged. Then um, some people did. Yeah, there was a couple of merges, I think. Yeah, I, I don't a think. Couple, a couple, and, yeah. and then, you know, every there was a couple of people that had conflicting s- situations about, like, how they wanted to play, rather than just sort of just having as, like, 
you know, a drinking league, it was more competitive. And um, Jason Fox, who was the head coach of Notre Dame College, gave me the option to choose, um, which I never ended up playing for Notre Dame College. But you know what? It's no big deal for that because honestly, like I still got, I think I got more love with the uh, Crusaders, but I also got a lot of love with Notre Dame College. And I saw on the schedule that you fucking play them. I hope you guys beat the shit out of them. Like every game, (laughs) I remember those games very vividly because like it was like a little chip on the back. And that's sort of what motivated me to actually keep going to wanting to, even play for Notre Dame College of Ohio and um you know yeah. did CrossFit sessions on Saturday at West Side and you know I'd go to them and and I was really trying to improve myself better and better and better and you know my favorite yeah. person actually on the team is Sands. <laughs> yeah he's a good dude. I I hang out with him quite a bit. He's a he's uh, a pretty good dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Me and him we go long we go way long that and uh, yeah. I'll tell you this He's a goofy little dude. He's so goofy. Like, but at the same time, it's like you never met a more serious man than like Sans. Oh, yeah. When it comes to playtime, man, man's is like very, man's very nuts. serious. Man's is insane. Man is crazy. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, I saw that dude get hit. He looked around for a little bit and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I remember what I'm doing. And <laughs> just goes back in. <laughs> Yeah, me and him, we both uh, we both get a little passionate sometimes on the field, and oh, we've yelled at e- we've yelled at each other a couple of times, and then like afterwards, he doesn't remember. I I tend to like instant replay like every game, like it it always stays like freshly in my head because I overanalyze everything. I I'm always like thinking of the game. I u- usually try not to like celebrate after a game too much or anything like that until I like process like everything that went down in my head it's and then uh you know like then i'll get into like oh let's have a beer yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. i love I but think- uh he's, he's a good dude man he's uh he's been a good friend of me on that team um him uh ninja rutledge ninja. yeah they're both yeah ninja and rutledge are like two of my closest friends man we hang out pretty much like every weekend um yeah, next time I you guys mean, hang out we gotta we I'll, you know what um come when whenever that next practice in the crusaders i'm showing up and i'm playing because uh i'm gonna practice yeah, for sure I, I just i live downtown and honestly like it's like one of those teams that like no matter who's going to be there i just show up on that team and just like it's love yeah yeah no it's always a it's always a good time but uh by the way, yeah, man. I mean, there's a bunch of good dudes like uh, Nick Viv. I've learned so much from Nick Viv, man. That guy has really, like, through sarcasm and like yelling, has taught me so much about the game. <laughs> oh, my oh my god, Viv was one of the guys that actually gave me the nickname Hermes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was the one. Yeah. That he, he said, "Hey, you're a Hermes." I'm like, like the god. He said, "No, like the fucking elf, because you're retarded and." <laughs> You're just you're just kind of all over the place, but you, I could tell you got a good heart, and and <laughs> Randy even said that like, yo, these players do not just give out nicknames like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when when they do, it comes from out of sincere admiration and respect for you and love. And I got Hopunzel. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were there when Hopunzel was passed around a little dirty slut. 
Um, no. Naked. So, like, how probably we did this little tradition where if you fucked up on the field really badly, you got this little raggedy Ann looking motherfucking doll. And yeah. you every game that you went to until the week after, until you nominated somebody, then you'd have to wear it. You'd have to bring it to practice. You'd have to um, wear it at the game, too. And, like, it's just like, but. Oh, God. <laughs> they gave it to me in the sense of welcoming. Yeah. Like, this isn't just something that we give out because, like, you fucked up. This is also sort of like a little rite of passage. And I think it, when we talk about motivation and short-term memory and rite of passage, these are keys, I guess, that really kind of go together in in, in keeping you going and, and having, like, like I said before, the support group. Yeah. And when you go into short-term memory, it's like, that's good. That's why I love, that's why Sands is probably one of the most dominant rugby players I've ever seen. Like, he's got such a, he's got a great short-term memory on the field. Like, like he just goes at it. And I think when it comes to motivation, like, that's pretty, that's pretty motivational. Like, yeah, small things in really high-pressure situations get to you. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good way of describing them. And that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things is like, sometimes your motivation comes, uh, comes from the people around you, you know, like there's moments where like, you want to give up, you want to back out of something. And then you see the guy next to you's fucking zoned in, ready to kill something. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm here for a reason. And, uh, you know, it makes you want to do stuff. Um, you know, I, I played for, for both Cleveland teams. And I would have to say there's a different brand of motivation on each side. I think, uh, on, you know, like the Rovers, I learned motivation because, uh, you know, like that left to right type thing. They're, they're a team that's willing to bang. And oh, yeah, no, you guys are willing to fight. I'll give you that. Yeah, there's no, you know, if you go out on that field and you're not ready to run into somebody or hit somebody with everything you got, like you don't have a place on that, that pitch. And, uh, you know, with the Crusaders, I think uh, they're more of a team that, you know, they try to motivate each other through betterment. And, um, you know, the, I think both click with me. I, really appreciate the accountability that I have, uh, with the, with the Crusaders though, you know, um, I can have a bad day and, you know, they'll be like, I'll, I'll have, uh, you know, like Nick Viv come up to me and he'll be like, I know you could do better, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're right. I can. And, you know, they're expecting that of you. They're, they want you to be better because it makes all of them better. You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And sometimes, you know, you're going to have a weak link out there, but that doesn't mean that you still don't expect them to better themselves. Even if it's just a little inch for that day, you know, there's those little moments you got to celebrate and uh, just really work together as a team and make everything better. Uh, honestly, that's, that's really, I didn't look at myself as the strongest rugby player or the best rugby player, but I came on that field and I left that with that 15 minutes, 20 minutes that I play for every time as a substitute, I'm going to tell you that I put more into those 15 minutes, 20 minutes than I, than most people think I could, even though it's not as much time as you think. And maybe even a couple of times I got like three or four minutes, but even so that three or four minutes is still goddamn important. Yeah, no, it is. It's giving your best. And it's like, we have a lot of new guys and stuff like that, that come out in games and, you know, they, they, you, you can tell they're going out there and they want to do their best. They're trying to do their best. And because they're new, obviously they're going to mess up. Yeah. And the one thing that 
I wish I got a little more of when I was a new guy was support, um, you know, like in confidence wise. So, you know, like in practice, it's one thing to be like, oh, you need to be here. You need to be here. But always take that time where maybe you snapped at, at the guy, but afterwards realize that they're new, you know, they're, they're learning something new and you have to take that time to go up to them, apologize, explain what you were trying to get them to do or needed them to do in that moment. And, you know, let them know that you're just trying to, you know, work together, essentially explain it. And that's, that's a part of motivation too, is, you know, you, morale you can't just beat people down and expect them to produce something good for you you know that that kills their motivation you have to let them know they're expected of something's expected of them let them know what it is and then point out something good that they're doing as well you know like a lot of guys they might suck at tackling when they first start but they might be a phenomenal runner you know you you let them know like you're a great fucking runner but we got to work on this tackling. <laughs> Randy, 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 <laughs> Nick, fucking tackle that asshole. <laughs> Hit that fucker. Yeah. Yeah. I miss, I miss that. And the camaraderie and everything. So i got one more question and then we're going to wrap it up. So all, right. all the experiences of the military of a high paced lifestyle, so, you know, having a, being a father for, uh, are you, are you, and when you say that, that, um, that motivation is, is, is something that really does come from a pretty deep and pretty dark place. Um, what kind of words of wisdom would you say to really, I guess, people that are looking to sort of transition, like when we talk about from transitioning to civilian, this military life to civilian life, motivation and changing yourself is still a transition regardless. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think the words of wisdom, the best words of wisdom I could ever uh, give to somebody transitioning from military to civilian life is to just keep pushing. Uh, you gotta take the time. I think, I think the one thing as human beings that we don't do enough is to sit down and take a moment to accept what's actually going on in life, look inside internally and listen to ourselves and what it is that we need. A lot of times we try to hide things through, you know, activities, alcohol, drugs, whatever, what have you, without taking those moments to really like process what's going on and understand internally what's going on with yourself. And I think taking that time, experiencing multiple different um, opportunities, um, different things, I think that helps out. It's going out there, socializing yourself instead of shutting yourself out and trying to figure out how you fit into the world versus trying to sit there and think like, you know, like force yourself to fit into basically like force yourself to fit into something that you don't belong to. You know what I mean? Like being a square and trying to force yourself into a circle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let it happen organically. Like that's the thing. Like I wasn't necessarily so close with every, I wasn't necessarily close with everybody on the team, but you know, like when we'd have our little bonding moments, like when we go to Pennsylvania and we have our camping trips Oh, um, oh the camping, bro. Did you ever get to go camping in Pennsylvania? 
No, I don't go camping. I, I got four kids, man. I got to stay home. <laughs> Dude, I, I know being a father four must just take it out all out on you because, I mean, you know, four kids. That's a lot. <laughs> dating a, hey, I'm dating a Puerto Rican, too. I totally understand. Like, she wants five. She wants five. It's crazy. But yeah, no, my wife, my wife's a great mother. She, uh, she, that man, sometimes I look and I'm just... I, she motivates me, man. The way she takes on these kids, the way she like goes about life, the crazy stuff. I, she's always taking these kids out on activities. And, you know, obviously because of rugby and stuff like that, um, a lot of times Saturdays, I'm not around because I'm either on the road or, you know, um, you know, the game, social stuff like that. And she allows me to go to the socials. Oh, and, I like that word allow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, no. uh, when you're married, when you're married, you ask for permission. <laughs> of course. But, uh, say, hey, babe, I'm leaving. She's going to start asking questions. And then you're there. Well, my wife is straight up just like, yeah. But my wife is just like a straight up saint, man. I, she's crazy. perfect with the kids. She's, I don't know, man. I look at her and I'm like, if you can do this, I can do anything, you know, like there's no stopping her, man. Man, for every man that has strength, they have a stronger woman in their life. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely strong. <laughs> Hell she's, yeah, she's... man. Well, dude, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Like God, like Same. I can't, you know, like when if COVID shit dies down and, you know, once practice, if when practice starts again, I think I'm going to, before I leave, uh, I leave for June 6th uh, for Lapland, Texas. I'm, um, I think I'm going to go dedicate myself to rugby for a little bit. I'm going to go back. I'm going to keep, I'm going to join. Um, I'm really, I'm in great shape. Honestly, I'm, um, I think I'm ready to actually go back and actually kind of actually kind of touch down. I was a little bit meek, very kind of like learning of the game and, like, yeah, you feel like I could like put make a mark, but uh, not make a mark. I think I can make a pretty yeah. big impact, and I think I can. Um, like I was 19 at the time, and everybody else was like 24, 25. Now yeah. it's just gonna be me who's 24, 25, considered old, um, <laughs> and talking to these young 18 year olds, 18 year old kids, 19 year old kids, who or or even yeah. 20. Like even twenty one, it's so weird. It's like even talking to twenty one year old, it's so difficult. Well, we start uh, we start practice March fourth for Cleveland Crusader. Yeah. Well, dude, um, if you got any shout outs? Go ahead, do what you need to do, cause I know that like it's important to like, cause you know <laughs> when you're joining rugby, you want people to sort of the people that are gonna be listening to this. Um, it's not just specifically just rugby players, but for people just you know that want to follow your media. It's important. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Uh, Cleveland Crusaders did a good job at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so for sure, check out Cleveland Crusaders. Uh, Cleveland Rugby League, Monte Gattis. Um, check out my Instagram, at rugby, road, at road to rugby. Um, basically, on my Instagram, I'm just trying to put out positivity and awareness of the sport, uh, trying to portray a positive image so it could maybe garner a little bit of more interest. Uh you know, sometimes uh, people don't know they need need a sport or need an activity. And, you know, if it's in your face enough, you might take an interest and go check it out. But uh, it's all positivity, all love, all motivation. Um, I share workouts, a uh, bunch of information, 
Um, I studied the game constantly. I'm always showing like little snippets of matches that I think. Uh, hey, hey, bro. Hey, guy. For a man that just really kind of picked up the sport like that, bro. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're good. You're really good. Like you, you just <laughs> hopped on and you're on D2 team. Like, huh? That's not bad. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I filled in for D2 on a couple games this past fall. Um, but there was a lot of people missing and I normally play D3. Um, I'm a starter for D3. Uh, I, I like to focus on D3. I like the the vibes on D3. Oh, vibes, um, definitely big know, vibes on D3. Ninja, Tonka. And what's up? Definitely big vibes on um big vibes yeah. on um D three because for real oh my god that is a deep squad that is deep yeah yeah and the greatest thing about rugby is it is a uh it's a it's a beautiful game played by hooligans <laughs> yeah yeah true that's the way I can describe it honestly so, <laughs> well I think it was Randy that told me that uh, rugby is a sport it is a gentleman's game played by hooligans. Yeah, yeah, I think well, that is was, the same. Was it a whole? No, either way, it's it's just that I, that stuck with me forever. <laughs> like, really, that's really what we all fucking are on that team, and it's cool again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one thing about guys that rugby, really, guys. Seriously, check out rugby. Honestly, guys, it's a sport that honestly, no matter what age you are, if you never even played it at all, literally just go contact your local rugby team. They will literally be like, "Hey, man, come on." Yeah, and support Cleveland rugby, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cleveland rugby support the Crusaders. Support um, my man Torres over here. And, uh, guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. I hope you guys have a great day. You And you too, my man. Stay easy. Stay warm. You too. It was a pleasure.